Welcome to the Unanonymous Podcast. I'm Bailey. And this is Yami. And today we will be interviewing the feminist twins. Yay! So exciting. Uh, all right. So, feminist twins, do you want to introduce yourself? Well, there's one of you. There's one. One half, yeah. one half <laughs> of the feminist twins. Yeah. Um, so, it's Jenna. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh I'm really excited to be on this podcast because Kayla usually gets to be the one who gets to be interviewed. So pretty excited. Nice. That's pretty awesome. And so tell us how the Feminist Twins came to be. And um, we'll get into a bit about an event uh, that you folks are, are going to be hosting, uh, a silver dance party, which is super freaking exciting. Um, <laughs> but before we do that, let the folks know about how the Feminist Twins kind of came to fruition and a bit about um, the work that you do within the community in Ottawa. Sure. So uh, it started back a few years ago, and, like, originally – what inspired us um, to create it was actually Tumblr. Um, way back when, when I used to work at Chapters, I had a coworker who was like, you need to sign up for Tumblr. And I was really confused as to what it was. Um, but then I saw a lot of like posts um, that were really, like, I didn't know at the time really, because I was, I didn't really know what feminism was, but that were really related to feminism and like, and I guess human rights and social justice. I was really inspired by them because I really liked the way that they were relevant and that they were accessible and they made a lot of sense and they were also funny and I I was I really liked that because any impression I had about feminism before that was that it was like a little bit a little bit daunting I guess and mm. and also academic because I'd only heard feminism mentioned at university before that um, and also like by guys being like oh feminism so my Prior to like being on Tumblr, I really didn't know much about fem- like what feminism was, and anything I heard was on the negative side. So, um, yeah, Tumblr kind of made me realize that, well, one is awesome, and two, how important it was, and also like how to, I guess, like a different way of sharing information, and that really spoke to me at the time. So, when I showed Kayla like all these different accounts on Tumblr and then I was like oh we should make one and that's what we did we started making one and and the goal of it just so we, we could kind of keep it different from other ones was also related to Ottawa and like Ottawa events or or like ways people could get involved in like in, in social justice in Ottawa so we would have like a mix of things mm-hmm. um, and then we kind of grew out of Tumblr and kind of actually I don't even think our Tumblr account's been deleted. I think it's probably floating mm-hmm. on the internet somewhere. But then we, because we want to reach like more people, not everyone uses Tumblr, and I think Tumblr is kind of targeted towards like a certain like demographic. We mm-hmm. made a Facebook account uh, a few years ago, and then off Facebook we did Twitter, and then uh, sorry, no, wrong order. Twitter, then Facebook, and then Instagram. And I honestly I can't believe how much things have been how we how we just keep going and how it's been growing ever since because I think originally we we're like well, let's make a Twitter and then Kayla mm-hmm. one day was like we should really make a Facebook or a website or something and I was like no I think Twitter's fine and then she's like but there's so many people who like interact with us and I was like oh, okay fine and mm-hmm. so now it's just, I don't know it's like spiral out of control but in a good way I guess <laughs> 
That <laughs> and, is amazing. Yeah. So long story short, it's Tumblr. And a funny like story, last year I applied to do my master's. Well, actually two years ago, I applied to do my master's in social work and I actually didn't get in. And I'm not joking. My my essay on uh, my personal essay about like what um like what social work means to me and like what social issue is important to me. I actually talked about um information sharing and how like it needs to be more accessible and I used that story about Tumblr how how it like changed my life basically. Uh but I didn't get in so maybe like the people reading it was wasn't so impressed by that but <laughs> that That's is okay. absolutely amazing. So I mean, you talk about information sharing and that being part of the journey and the goal of feminist twins is really from a, a analytical or just like a badass feminist viewpoint in terms of shifting how we understand, um, you know, how we understand the world as we know it through a very, not, I wouldn't say through a very narrow lens because I think feminism is such a broad uh, topic. But um, so, you know, just having you folks then create this information sharing piece that's led to so many um, events that, you know, um, because I follow you on Instagram and I always Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm able to like know what the tea is and what's going on. Um, But then also you folks have uh, events uh, like the sober, um, the sober party that's going to be happening. Um, and so just, you know, would you be able to share a bit about like, cause, okay, Bailey and I talk about sobriety all the time. We have a podcast on sobriety (laughs) for all intents and purposes. So like for us, we're like, whoa, you folks are going to have an event that like focuses on sobriety, which like we always talk about how sobriety is seen as something that's like uncool. So like, you know, how how did this event came to be? Give us the details. Give us the tea. We want to know. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we want to get your thoughts on sobriety in yeah. general. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I totally forgot to mention in our, like, social media takeover that, yes, we also do events. Um, our fam- most famous <laughs> one is the Feminist Fair. But enough about that. Um, yeah, we are really excited because this month, it's already August, the summer's flying by too fast, but... Uh, we are having a sober dance party and which we hope will become like an annual thing or, but we'll see how this one goes. And basically yeah. the idea behind it, I, I'm pretty sure it was at an Octiva PE meeting actually where someone mentioned having like a sober party or having like, it would be cool if that could be like have aspects of it because Bailey, I think it was you who said that in Toronto they have Feminist film screenings, but it's not sober. Like I think they they drink wine and and yeah. what's or critique. Yeah. yeah. Well, just jumping really quickly to Activa for those that don't know, is the Ottawa Coalition on Violence Against Women, uh, and it's our yeah, it's our public engagement committee. And you're right. I was talking about the drunk feminist films, which I was like, that sounds so fun. Whoa, whoa! Pause for the cause. <laughs> it's called drunk <laughs> feminist films. Yeah, and they do it in general. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> so, like, I find uh, when we have those meetings, I'm always inspired by the types of events that people uh, bring, that bring, like, the community together and other feminists together. Um, however, like, a lot of them do obviously involve alcohol. And even in Ottawa, I know from um, just from being active in the community, 
volunteering and that kind of thing and like talking with people that um having sober parties or sober events would be like like definitely like a plus for a lot of people and particularly with pride so when i volunteered um a long long time ago at kind which um at their old location and i was doing a lot of stuff with youth um and not just youth but um just i spent a lot of time like hanging out there too and talking with like people of all ages and something that came up every year was that pride like is basically all like a boot fest all week and how like and then on top of that like people of younger ages can access them because there's an age rest- uh, restriction and mm-hmm. that people in recovery like it was like too triggering for them and then that and uh having a lot of people around it was just like too much and us i and it's just so silly because pride i feel like it's, it's supposed to be meant for like marginalized groups right mm-hmm. but then like people who are most marginalized can't attend so just the whole thing it's so yeah specifically pride has been on the back of my mind and then creating a sober event like around that time has always been like a dream of mine basically a few months ago uh when the feminist twins had a website launch party um someone like i just basically was sitting and talking with someone about like future events and things I'd like to do and I casually said oh like I'd really like to do like a sober party one day like like but basically I was saying like I don't know if it's going to happen and that person was like oh my god you should really do it and I was like maybe and then we met again and the person brought it up again and I was like and it really like encouraged me because like I don't because sometimes it's just so inspiring to have someone like someone else in the community being like you should do this. Actually, I'll say the name of the person. It's Amy from Empower Her. She's really awesome. Mm. Um, and so, like, with her encouragement, basically, um, yeah. And then I talked to Kayla, and Kayla was, like, cool. And then um, because the the social subcommittee at um, Alkiva didn't have any events coming up, um, we talked about partnering because it, it would be really hard to do it to the two of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Um, in addition to that, uh, like, I think the event has, like, a personal meaning to me because I, um, I've been sober for six and a half years, and I also, like, in planning events, I also want to plan events that I would want to go to. Yeah. And so I think, it, so it kind of, like, it spoke to me, too, so. That's amazing. And congrats on six and a half years of sobriety. Thank you. Yeah. Um... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jenny. No, I was just going to say, it's just amazing that when we talk to people, I find that I've just been getting so many um, disclosures about people being like, hey, I saw you had this podcast with Bailey and like you folks are talking about sobriety. I've been sober for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like, I just feel like there's so many people out there that just and it's not that everyone has to be like us where we're like, we're going to have a podcast and talk about sobriety. <laughs> but just the fact that there's so many people out there that are living a sober life. And again, like no judgment to those who um, are where we operate from like a harm reduction perspective. But like so many people out there are just like living in silence and like don't sometimes feel like they have community. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. And I, I totally noticed that too. And, and yeah, like I keep meeting 
like for a long time when I was growing up, the only sober person I knew was my grandmother. But I was like, I don't think there's a community of young, especially like young feminists out there that are sober because there was so much of this like ladies in wine, you know? And so, so I was super excited that when I sort of like came out, I guess as sober that, yeah, like, Jenna, I knew you were sober, and then, yeah, you told me you were sober, and in that process, there was a bunch of other people who also disclosed, so I think what is so special about the sober dance party is that we're, like, yeah, we're, we're having fun and doing all the same stuff, but just not with drinks. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And just, like, a little shameless promotion for it, too, um, their tickets are available on Eventbrite, and the proceeds are going to go fund the feminist fair which we're having in november and we're hoping to do like um like a photo booth and like some other like fun stuff oh and um the location it's held at is happy goat coffee co and we're doing it at the um below italy location and they're going to make mocktails for it so i think that's really cool oh my gosh you know what bailey i was thinking so as you were speaking, um, I was thinking, you know how every time, if you any of you follow Bailey on social media, she'll, like, randomly post drinks that, like, are mocktail versions. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a segment on the show talking about, <laughs> you know, the different mocktails. And, like, definitely, you know, at the event, um, if you can take pictures, then we'll, like, upload them to our social media because I think that – People also think like, oh, you know, I only can drink like club soda. Or okay, let me rephrase yeah, that. Soda. I only thought I could drink with club soda with like, yeah. right? But there's mm-hmm. so many like fun options out there. So that's awesome that there's going to be um, mocktails there. Then it's going to be um, a sober event. And yeah. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. So do you want to give us, so you told us it's going to be at Happy Goat and the date is? Yes. The 24th of August, almost said September, I don't know why, but I'm thinking of other events, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's the 24th of August. It's going to be at 8.30 to midnight, and tickets are $12. And like I said, you can find it on Eventbrite. You can also find more information um, on our Facebook on Femmes Twins, and then it will, like, should link you to the Eventbrite. And we also, for accessibility, we have a paid-for-it pay option. So if you you're not going to go for whatever reason, but you want someone else to attend and have a good time. And, um, or if you're someone who can't attend because of financial reasons, then yeah, we're doing a pay, like paid forward option. So that's awesome. Yes, 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 yes. And more yes. Um, so I had a question for you um, in terms of like your journey around sobriety because Bailey and I have shared kind of what it's looked like for us and we're always looking for perspective from different folks about you know what did your journey around sobriety look like for you in the early stages also so that our listeners who may be in the early stages kind of know that they're not alone in their emotions and feelings and yeah um I feel like mine in a way is a little bit complicated but I guess like it's never like super straightforward but when I was a teenager, um, I didn't really have any interest in drinking, and then, like, and me and Kayla were also, like, kind of interested in, like, straight-edge culture, but then, um, What is straight-edge culture? Sorry, it's, like, it's basically, like, sobriety, so it's abstaining from, 
um, from drinking, smoking, doing drugs, that kind of thing. And okay. um, there's different versions of it. And just like there's kind of like different versions of like feminism, I guess. And okay. it can mean different things to like, that's the general idea of it. But it's also associated with like hardcore music for some people. Like it's also like kind of like a scene. Um, mm-hmm. some, um, I've heard of like some like really like gross street edge culture like in the states but um in general like the the association the association i had was like hardcore music and which are like i liked like metal and stuff so i was kind of into that and then um yeah painting and then putting like x's on your hand like it it kind of dates back to like minor threat in like the in the 80s there were like mm. and the okay center. Like yeah, that kind of movement. So yeah, I think it was sort of like evolved out of the punk rock, like a way yeah. to rebel against sort of the mainstream. Like the mainstream. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's exactly it. Um, but then when I was 19, I was in college and I had blue hair and like desperately wanted to fit in. And mm. so I thought like I'm 19 now, so I can like drink and also like heartbreak from relationships and stuff. And then mm-hmm. fast forward a bit, I, um, I, at around the same time I was starting to learn about feminism, I think, I kind of noticed that people, like, that, not always, but, like, people were at high risk of, like, bad things happening when you're drinking. And so I would get really anxious because we'd be at, like, a bar or something and, like, you know, like, people, guys, not even guys, but just but people act really inappropriately or if, like, a friend over drinks and then, like, you're helping them walking mm-hmm. to your car um or worse or if your friend's like puking and you're like okay like should i take you to the hospital like um or you see someone pass out of a party like i think you, i started seeing enough of like the bad i don't want to say side effects but uh, like for lack of a better word like the, the repercussions of when people do drink and and um the environment around it and I started getting really scared, like, and and I felt like I had to be responsible for other people, which I guess kind of makes sense because I'm so short. But um, I really felt like if everyone was going to drink and, like, you know, sometimes people drink too much, then who was going to be the one to watch those people? And in addition, I, I've had a car um, since I was 17, and... I was, I've always, almost always been the DD, so not drinking at events and stuff became, like, second nature anyway. Um, I think kind of, like, the final thing for me was when I was 22. Uh, on my 22nd birthday, me and the person I was dating went to Kayla's house uh, with the person she was dating, and she, like, offered me a drink. And I was like, no, I'm good. And, like, my partner had a drink. Like, he had beer. And I just took, like, a sip of it. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. And, like, I just never drank again. But at the time, I don't think I was going to be – I don't think I was like, I'm never going to drink again. I think I was just like, I think I just, like, need a break from drinking. And mm-hmm. I didn't really see it as anything. And then when I got onto Tumblr and there was, like, a huge straight-edge community, I was like, oh, I want to be part of that. Like, like – and that was really encouraging, and I was, like, yeah, really, really into, like, the positive aspects of it. And, um, yeah, 
So I so basically I I think I I just seen alcohol hurt people and also I felt responsible for people and I think um yeah I also I think I felt to be honest with both of you I think I've seen circumstances where people just when they drank they weren't themselves and they were either like like people that like I love and respect but it was like hard to be around them and mm-hmm. more I was worried about them like I was so worried about them um I'm worried about their well-being that if I saw them drink or if I saw people like if yeah I was out with them and I drank even a little bit I'd get so anxious that I would basically be dry heaving on nothing like even mm-hmm. when I stopped drinking if I saw people intoxicated or I had to help them like I even to this day sometimes when my anxiety is really bad and it's from seeing people really intoxicated I don't know if it's if it's like a residual like anxiety thing but I feel like I'm hungover even though I don't drink but it's definitely associated with like anxiety and oh and that and I think when my anxiety started going up my tolerance also went like the opposite it went down so even I would get I would start feeling sick on one drink and it was just yeah so it's, it's kind of, that's why in the beginning sorry my story's a little long that's why I'm saying no no it's a okay yeah it's a okay well, fun so, fact, alcohol is a depressant and can mm-hmm. increase anxiety. So I think that your story is just highlighting that. Um, something that I, I learned along the way in terms of my journey, in terms of mm-hmm. the shift in anxiety. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, it's funny hearing that story from a different perspective because for me, I think I was that friend that was out of control making Mm. bad choices, needed to be babysat. Um, Not always, but a a lot of the time. Um, So, you know, I I think it's so interesting how the the different roads people take to come to sobriety, you know? 100%. 100%. And thank you for sharing your story. I think that somewhere out there, someone out there listening is definitely going to, you know, relate to, to pieces of it. And it's so different from my story and different from Bailey's story. So I think it's just phenomenal. Yeah. So no <laughs> um, we're going to be wrapping up. So thank you so much for coming on. And folks, if you are interested in finding out more information about the feminist twins, um, did you want to share your different tags? Yeah. So basically it's uh, at feminist twins on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and then www.feministtwins.com on the interwebs and also feministtwins at gmail.com if you want to email me that's cool we can I don't know I also don't mind about talking about like sobriety to people like if someone had a question or if they have a question about our event that kind of thing so or they have an idea for an event like I also like that yeah okay perfect amazing Thank you for having me so, so much. Um, And everyone, look out for the event, August 25th. Um, It is 24th. Excuse me. (laughs) 24th. Let let me not promo your event. August 24th from 8 to 12. And we are just so excited. Um, I'm going to try to be in Ottawa that weekend. So I think it will be phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, keep us posted about any future sober events that you have. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Unanonymous Podcast. You can send us an email at unanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at unanonymousp, on Instagram at unanonymous underscore project. And our intro music is by acceleratedideas.com and it's called Fade Away. Fade Away.